0: Music City Scene, a podcast for independent musicians and independent listeners coming to you from the Music City of Nashville, Tennessee. We will do interviews with independent musicians, focusing on and telling the story behind their music, their journey, and where you can hear and see them. In addition, we'll provide tips and places to go and things to do when you are in the Music City. Hello, and welcome to the Music City Scene. Hi, everybody. I have my uh, guest co-host with me today, Jennifer Jenkins. I'm
1: here. She's here. Third time's charm.
0: So here we are. We're in the dog days of summer. They're more like, they've been more like the non-dog days. At least they were last week, which I'll take that.
1: Yeah, we've had a beautiful summer. It's been uh, nice to be able to really enjoy It's one of those things usually people say, you know, kind of July and August is not the time to hang out in Nashville, but it's been pretty good. We've had...
0: We had a great spring, great summer so far, except for that one little thing that is making us all stay in.
1: Well, a tornado and then a national... And a uh, pandemic. global pandemic. But beyond that, it's been an awesome summer.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we were hot last... Well, No, we were cool last week. And I say cool, we had no humidity and then today, I think it really just kind of jumped up, went kind of crazy.
1: This is the new segment on the Music City Scene weather updates. <laughs> music
0: City Scene weather. <laughs> I'm just complaining because it got warm. But Nashville is still maybe, I'm going to say, a third open. You know, Essential Stuff is open. Some restaurants with limited seating. Some music venues with restrictions.
1: Yeah, you got to just do a little research. and uh, But there's things to go do. And we were able to get out and do it over the past few weeks a little bit. What did we do? Went out and saw some music.
0: Yeah, we did. We went to the Commodore Grill. But no, um, the last week in July, we went to the Commodore Grill for what is called Debbie Champion Songwriters Night. And we saw some music, which we saw Mark Allen Barnett there on Father's Day back in June. So that was the first time they had opened back up and then we went back out at the end of july to to go see and talk to earl nelson and so this week we'll get into earl here in just a second as we get into the show we'll tell you more about him who he is but let's move to our sucking on a chili dog segment
1: And talk on, about some great venues. Well, and
0: second <laughs> on a chili dog, we're going to talk about the Commodore Grill because that's, that's where we went.
1: That's a perfect spot.
0: It's it's different times. There's no doubt about it. And I think if you go on to the best place to get any information on the Commodore Grill is on Facebook. So go to Facebook, search Commodore Grill Nashville, and like the pictures and stuff that they have of the food. It's not the same food that we had on July twenty seventh. Um, you know, they show pictures of the food in, in an awesome plate and it, you know, it looks really great. And now it's like paper plates and plastic ha- cups. I hand it to you on a 10 foot pole. Yeah, they get yeah, and and set and, it down and they have their tables in the exact spot where if you move <laughs> the table like an inch, they come make you move it back. Which, no, I'm all for. Don't get me wrong. But that's the world that we live in right now,
1: yeah, being open is is top priority. But Commodore Grill, I guess, different than a lot of other in terms of music venues, while it's known and it's definitely um, a known music venue, I guess what makes it different, what makes it different is it's in the basement, the lobby, not the basement, of the holiday Inn. in the lobby of the holiday Inn. So it just looks, you know, just a hotel lobby. but, Just uh, typical to those hotel lobby bar restaurants, this one has some music history.
0: Which, if you ever come to town and you want to watch Vanderbilt play football, and you got a room on the backside of the Holiday Inn,
1: you you can watch the football game. There you go. in
0: Vanderbilt Stadium, and not have to go to (laughs) a a stadium that needs to be updated. We'll leave it at that.
1: Well, and and you're talking about the football team, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, cheaper than the ticket, and they don't tend to... uh, maybe earn the price of admission very often, so it might be a better way to watch, watch the game.
0: But the Holiday Inn is on West End, which is about a mile from downtown Broadway. So it's down by uh, uh, Vanderbilt University and Centennial Park, mm-hmm. where you've got the Parthenon. You've got an exact replica of the Parthenon from Greece, in Centennial Park that is actually undergoing renovation right now. But down at that end, I'm trying to think if there's any other music venues. And there probably are some areas, but they just don't stand out to me in terms of talking about them that are down there. Do you well, think? Well,
1: it's not too far off there, though, that you get to Music Row. You actually kind of yeah. turn down away from there and you get to a lot of the studios and production But that's venues. not really but
0: live. I mean, yeah. uh, a
1: couple blocks south, you've got the naked Tin Pan statue.
2: South.
0: Yep. Right there. Underneath uh, there's mm-hmm. some there's some venues. Yep. So, you know, but if you're ever coming to Nashville, check out the Commodore Grill. It does have it does have good food. It's not going to be like going to Sambuca, but it's also not going to be like going to one of the places on Broadway where you could get a fried bologna sandwich or, you know, something very basic. Um,
1: and Debbie Champion is the host, right? So this goes yeah. way back. She's pretty legendary, I think, among the performers that come in. They have they very much rant and rave about what um, a great hostess she is for them as musicians. She takes good care of them. In between each of the acts, she was hustling up to the stage to completely wipe down chairs and microphones and get stuff reset. So you can tell this is her show. She takes a lot of pride in it. And uh, it, as she intros them, though, it always makes you turn around because she's got a very whispery voice. So you kind of hear an introduction that sounds like a little whisper over a microphone. I don't know the history there, but um, she's definitely uh, all over her game.
0: Well, and I think we said at one point on the show, this is one of the first music venues that you and I ever went to. When we moved, actually, I think it was before we moved here.
1: Maybe just house hunting. Yeah. Uh,
0: 15, 15 years ago.
1: Almost 16.
2: Now. I don't know
0: how I can, I always think it's more, but yeah, 15 years. But here's a little secret. If you go to com, that's debichampio n.com you can find the schedule posted one week in advance for the Holiday Inn Commodore Grill which you know generally every night that they have music is a songwriters night. There are some where you have feature songwriters that are going to be in the round and then there's there's nights where um, I want to say monday Sunday Monday Tuesday are like you just have a revolving door where every thirty minutes you've got two or three new songwriters that come on stage and perform for thirty minutes and then they get off and you know another group comes in so you know you can see a lot of just yeah. regular acoustic acts in a in a quite a short amount of time
1: that's what's great I mean it, it definitely leaves you wanting more you'll get somebody up there that you're really enjoying and then before you know it they're off and the next group's on but the good side of that is if there's somebody who you're just not vibing with or you're not crazy about their stuff, they're only on there for two or three songs. And then there's a, a turnover and a whole new group of artists up there. So,
0: And some are unbelievable. And some are like, you're like, eh, I'm not really sure this person sh- should be pursuing a dream. this.
1: They're following a dream.
0: But that's OK. And we came across Earl Nelson. So let's talk about Earl. Um, when we went and saw Mark Barnett back on Father's Day, he was playing the Commodore and, you know, heard some of his stuff and I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. And uh, I did, I ended up reaching out. We connected and set up an interview and it just so worked out that he was going to be back at the Commodore on July twenty. Actually, he was supposed to be there earlier and something happened. I think he had a car, a car issue or whatever, because he does not live in Nashville. It's a, it's a pretty interesting story. He led his own professional life. I think early on he was, you know, kind of one of these guys that is very creative Did some acting and stuff. Lived on the West Coast when he was younger. Then he had a family. He moved out of the creative stuff for a number, probably thirty years.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit why it's a kind of a loose connection to Music City scene. And that one, he's he comes through here and he is seen here. But um, his his base and a good part of where he plays is either going to be in Texas, Austin, or or, uh, up in Philadelphia, actually. Right. So he's you know he 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 comes through Nashville and he fits here and he's um, easy to find here and be seen, but um, he's not, you know, kind of core Nashville. Um, But the other thing is, you know, we tend to find a lot of these artists and really understand this whole like life journey into what they're doing um, and the artistry and the singing. And he's fairly new. I mean, he's only been doing this for real, for serious for about four four years.
0: Yeah. Four years.
1: So definitely one of those, what do I want to be when I grow up people that most of us are still trying to figure out what that is going to be. Uh, it It came to a point where he had his kids old enough and he could follow his own dreams. And being a musician was what he wanted to be when he grew up. So here we are.
0: Yeah, so he wouldn't
1: so, tell you how old he was, but I no. think he's a little older than you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you listen to in the interview I asked, and and that was a no no. But that's okay, I get it. If you want to learn more about Earl Nelson, you can go to earlnelson.com. That's e a r l e, Nelson dot com. I'm sure it, it'll
1: be in the show notes too, right? <laughs> yeah, he is.
0: He and he is not the Earl Nelson who is a serial killer. And let's just stop that right now. If any of you. <laughs> If any of y'all google him you're going to come across Earl Nelson the serial killer it's no relation it's not a true pr- I didn't crime ask podcast him if he was related but yeah we're <laughs> not a true true crime p- podcast you can find more about Earl on Facebook if you go to earl.nelson.180 or just search Facebook for Earl Nelson singer
1: songwriter version
0: yeah he's got he's got two pages up he's got his singer songwriter page Looks like he just posted time in the studio with Blaze. You're not subscribed. So his, his YouTube channel is EarlNelson.com. Um, he's out there working it. He's He performs with a band called Earl Nelson and the Broken Promises. They mostly perform in the Philadelphia area. Uh, there's some good videos online with him and the band performing. They've got some great stuff that goes on. But you know, bottom line is Earl is a guy who started off I think he had an aspiration for music or an aspiration to perform. And then after 30 years in a career, he decided, I'm going to go do this. He's
1: living the dream. He's living the dream. He's kind of, you know, I don't know. You look through some of his stuff. He can be kind of a a rugged cowboy look, but he can also look like an edgy kind of Bono. That's what I was going to say. He's got a Bono.
0: (laughs) He's got a, a Americana folk Bono look.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So definitely creative. I think even at one point we'll tell you he wrote a children's book. So this guy's done a lot in his life. And I think you can hear it in some of the songs he's pulling together, finding his own way, you know, finding his his vibe.
0: We hope you enjoy this. This is Earl Nelson. It's a live interview. So there's some background uh, going on. But just to tee up this interview, we went to the Commodore to watch Earl and decided to do the interview in the lobby of the Commodore, the Holiday Inn. There is some background in this uh, I believe we, we were mic'd up So we had mics on Earl, mic on you and I um, So there may be some background noise Or whatever there But uh, you know, we thought we would try an out of the studio Interview because as Hopefully COVID gets done We will get to have more of these Where we go to live events And, and can have interviews like this So without any other delay Here's Earl Nelson <laughs>
3: Always done what I was told, cause I was for sale, and I got sold. So now I know I've wasted most of my life cause it's been a lie and so have I Now I live in quiet desperation And I don't know if I can go back home So don't try to sell me on Jesus For my salvation It's quiet desperation Won't leave me alone I confess, yeah, I killed a man, I was a gun, I with my hand,
0: oh, I killed him one day. So this is the first time that we've done anything outside of the G-Town Studios, what we call it, Germantown Studio. So we're at the Commodore Bar and Grill, Songwriters' Night.
1: Well, I was going to say, one of our very first trips out here, house hunting, we were staying out in this area and stayed around here and went into the Commodore to listen to some music. You don't remember that?
4: We probably were staying yeah. here.
1: And so it was um, it was our first, like, oh, there really are songwriters in Nashville. It's not just a, a gimmick. Right. So it's been full circle now. Yeah. We come and see uh, the real deal.
4: How did you get here today? We're going to start with that question. Sure, let's go. Let's go with that. That's a loaded beginning. question. How did we get here? Well, uh, it's been a long journey, to be honest with you. You, yeah. know, uh, you know, I'm not—I'm a little what they call not long in the tooth, but you know, I mean, I've been around, and uh, I've always been in entertainment, one way or the other, all my life. Uh, my kids got older, and uh, you know, it took 30 years to raise them and supply the, you know, the, the money and the house, and really live that—that uh, that, what do you call? middle class or upper middle class life yeah. and I did that and then when they started kind of like you know falling off the tree and going their own way, I, I saw my escape <laughs> So did you perform before? Oh yeah I was uh, I was an actor a long time and uh, and nothing big but I did you know LA and I did theater and uh, did like that and, and back in then and this was in the 70s I was a singing waiter at a place called the Great American Food and Beverage Company, yeah, and celebrities and musical artists would come through there, and we had a, it was a, it was kind of like, a, yeah, it was a good gig. It was like if you got, you had to audition, so if you got in there, you were like a, kind of the elite, and you were you would, you know, yeah, go ahead. You would, oh. You, oh no, you would you would yeah you were like oh you worked there because it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And like I told you, we were kind of going over that is that, uh, you know, the crazy, the crazy stuff like, well, you know, the drugs in the bathroom and back in the 70s, back in the 70s. And the, the owner was making so much money. He did not care what was going on there. And we had full range of the bar. We had poker games till daylight. Yeah jamming all night and you know I mean I don't have to do the details but there was a romance between everybody right. the whole time like oh were you with Rhonda nah yeah. it didn't work out nah you know that was a month ago yeah so it just it was that uh, post free love kind of thing So, but it was it was it, it, Amazing, yeah, so, truly amazing. Did that
1: pay the bills to raise a family, or did you have no, to do no, no, something no, no? no I, I don't think you, you didn't have, have a family no, then. No, that's fair people. That's, that's, that er, work. that's <laughs>
4: Earl's lost years. That's uh,
1: got it. The pre uh, family years. That's
4: before I yeah. I, I got married a couple times, but uh, you know, number one, do not marry your your high school sweetheart. Yeah. All right, because that's just you find out very quickly it does usually don't work and it didn't so and then I married another one it was just a carbon copy of that one and it just the guy <laughs> don't, like don't you freaking it. learn <laughs> so it took a long time and then after the wild years um, I uh, I met my wife who's been my wife for a long time now so and uh, she's pretty good pretty good spirit I got to tell you awesome. she puts up with me
0: so but, you're you're yeah. on the road a lot? Does she come
4: with you or what's she, she don't like it. She doesn't like the road. Oh, can we stop at Starbucks? Oh, I like that. There, oh there's the caves we could take a tour over there. I go, like we got to get in town. I got to check in and stuff. Yeah. And she gets bored cuz yeah. I'm driving and you know, there's not much to do. Be on your phone and you know, do that sort of thing, periscope or whatever, you know. Facebook and Instagram she does all that so the answer is no she yeah. didn't go this time she probably won't go next time
0: so you you are you live in or close to outside Austin. of Austin yeah yeah
4: that's right so that's I mean that's a good
0: opportunity there for a singer songwriter it was
4: I was doing well down there I was uh, when I got here I go okay let's go bang on the doors which I did you know you pick up your guitar you go in there and you go, oh, look at that guy. That's this guy, like that. And you, I just muscled up next to him and go, hey, mind if I play a song for you or I sit in? Oh, yeah, you're not bad. Like, hey, we have this on Sunday night or that, like that. And I started generating gigs, you know, from, from my house down in Austin. And then, of course, you know, the pandemic comes and everything just locked down. So I, I'm not a person to sit still. And I go, well, where can I go? Yeah. So I had been coming here, and I had been doing the uh, the songwriting rounds, and I did the uh, Douglas Corner, sadly closed. Just closed. closed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We were just there two months ago. So yeah. We were
4: there right before, well, in March. No. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. end of February, 1st of March. Was there like 30 performers when you were there?
1: Just one, one night. It
4: was oh, just, okay. Uh, just
0: Brew Davis was his name, from mm.
4: North Carolina. yeah. Young that sounds familiar, yeah. It, 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 when I went, of course, it was like singer-songwriter night, Yeah. and there was a lot of people there. Okay. But it was an institution, yeah. you know?
0: It was. And, and you know what? I, I drove by there earlier this week, and there's a sign that says coming, something's coming soon. So somebody's... They're somebody bought it. it. I think mean, they're going to revive it into a mu- music venue. Right. So
1: much history, and it's, it'll, it'll have a following automatically, but... So, talk a little bit about that hustle. That okay, I need to get out and do this. I want to, and you said you grab a guitar, you just start knocking on doors. You
4: like, go in. You go in. I do my homework. I mean, I, okay. I mean, I kind of learned this a while ago. You can't be shy, all right. I'm not annoying, but I'm certainly if I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I go. I can do this. I can. I can get in. I can do it. You know, I've done it wherever I go, and it's just a matter of, you know, just watching. Watching the culture, understanding the vibe of where you go, and then you can see who's in charge. Introduce yourself, say how hey, I'm doing this, how does it work, mm-hmm. okay, can I get up there, oh you gotta call in, or you gotta wait in line, and uh, by the way in Philadelphia, yeah. where I live, holy crap, there's there's a place, you have to get there two hours early, two, two hours as early.
1: I, as a performer, or a... a- guest no
4: as a like a uh, like a sort of an open mic oh right. gotcha okay two hours early you get there and then they have a line that starts at the end of the bar so everybody and you can't get in line before eight o'clock so everybody eight o'clock bum rush <laughs> yeah. and then you get in line then you got to wait another hour so now you're standing there and then they get on the list then the house band does an hour three hours oh, wow. just just to get up there so, you know, you What's don't... What's
1: that place called? Remember?
4: It's not the Blue Note, but it's... Um, I, uh, that
1: does sound Yeah, funny.
4: it's something like that. But it's uh, basically a jazz club okay. in Philly, downtown Philly. Oh, cool. And uh, so I did it. I, the first time I got there, I got aced out. The guy goes, hey, man, you got to get here early. I go, oh, all right. So I played the game, got up there, did pretty good. All right. And then, you know, the house band and whatever, they know you. I did the same thing in New York, okay? There's a place, uh, it's, it's called- the the city Sh- or another. New York City, yeah. There's a, this is where I go, okay, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna get my chops down. Yeah. And, uh, okay, Sugar Bear, I think it's called. And it's owned by, you know, Peaches and Cream. Yep. Okay. From the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So I get there, and man, what an eclectic group of people. They're amazing, but I got the, Oh, what do you do? call them up somebody's gonna tell you you get there like early park and then get in line and do all that so i got this thing for her i thought that was you know that was kind of cool i did okay yeah and the house band and all that so that's kind of like a start gotcha and that will give you the feedback of where you are on a professional level that's uh, i'm being quite frank with you that's what you have that's what i had to gauge do you have the chops to go to the next level, sure. you know? So there's that, Yeah. you know, we really have to gauge where you are. So that's kind of my hustle, but the, uh, there's so much of what oh, I've, I've done better. in my life that is of the hustle factor. You know that guy, uh, Saul, right? Better Call, better call Saul. Saul. I love that guy. Yeah, I do too. Every time, he puts a twist on everything. Yeah. That's
1: right, that's right. So is the hustle in Nashville a lot the same, or would you say there's something different or unique about how it's you a, got going here? Or it's a culture,
4: no, it's a, it, it, there's a vibe, there's a culture of the singer-songwriter, there's a hierarchy, there's an old school, there's a new school, there's a big partnership, finding partners to write with, because that's the formula, that's different here. Okay. You know, let's say in Austin, like, okay, what's your sound, do you have a band? You know they do ska bands, they do blues bands, they do funk bands, they do country, they do red dirt country. So there's just a lot of genres. That's what Austin supports. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, uh, I guess a performance thing. Here, you know, country hits. Let's go. Yeah. Get to the chorus. Don't bore us. That's the <laughs>
0: that's that's, that's the joke. Yeah. Well,
4: and I think that's the other thing, though. You
0: come to Nashville, it's like. In the interviews that I've conducted with people that are, you know, they're out there doing this, the thing, the, the consistent theme that's come back is they own you once you go and you sign that that deal, the yeah. 360 deal yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And that being said, you don't, you're not you anymore. You're what they want you to be. And there's probably only 25 of those guys at any given time in the whole country right. that they're going to get behind. So, you know, my thing is independent music to me is where it's at because it's not going to push the envelope of what I
4: should be listening to. And, you know, finding people like you and connecting is a big deal. Thank you. You know, same for you. You, I think you get it because there is so much talent and there's so much music and there's people just like, you know, like I I don't want to listen to the top 40 or the country hits or whatever it is. This is a little bit more stimulating and a little bit more interesting. Oh, I like that guy's look and his sound, or whatever. That is actually the future of music. There'll always be. I hope t- so. I hope it well, keeps there's going. always, you know, there's always the Britney Spears and yeah. the. Uh, you know, that's kind of old, but all of these people. And if you look at them, okay, to me, uh, there becomes a, a really a manufactured insincerity about what i'm looking at you know you go oh this is a new image like a new rapper of, of the week yeah you know whoever they are and they got a new thing and they're saying a new little hook or whatever and it's just a, it's a machine it's a money machine and yeah. and and that's how. It's. if you have something to say though okay and this is what i do because i'm all about two things i'm about family and wisdom because i've been around and I know what I know. And it took me a while to get there. And, and so if I could give that to, let's say, millennials, because, hey, 17-year-old, you're <laughs> not going to listen to me. But uh, I think the millennials are going to be lost. They're going to be lost looking for it because it's all me, yeah. you know, all me, 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 and all that. They're going to get there and like, now what? Uh, what's this all about? So I'm trying to do, I feel like I connect with my age group fairly well. Yeah. So... But if I can take that wisdom and push it towards them, you know, like l- little messages and songs and stuff that go like, maybe it clicks. Maybe they go, yeah, yeah, that line is what I do. Right. All right.
1: We heard that tonight. One of the first songs you sang had something about the parents and staying grounded. And, right. and then your your co- the, the co-performer there, she said something like, we need more parents like that. And so right. it struck her. It's obvious. And I think that they are seeking that. Right. So the media and, and influencers have told me what to think, but I'm lacking this grounding. So
4: I think family and blood, you know, wisdom, family and blood. And and it, it is something so innate, and I, I I experience it so many different ways. But it's just it's just something that, that uh, everybody knows about. And you know, and of course, I think that uh, our our society and the way things are set up is really stretching the family and tearing it apart. Yeah. But if you don't need to do that, you I mean, you you got to hold on to the last thing you got. And I'll I'll tell you a story. It's just nutty how these things happen so my grandfather died you know Lewis and uh, he died in Missouri I flew him out to California with my brother and they were gonna bury him next to his wife in California and so he's out there and we're having a family reunion at my brother's house in uh, Huntington Beach and we get there I get there I get a I get a cab and I get dropped off and at my brother's house there is a tractor from a tractor trailer mm-hmm. and there's a guy this is in the driveway and this guy's sitting on the you know like they sit on the step he's got a wife beater on a dirty jeans smoking a cigarette and he's got a mullet and i go who the fuck is this why is he parking a stupid truck we're having basically kind of a funeral, funeral? Of them, like right. that <laughs> and i'm walking up and i got my little tote and i'm like oh Earl! I'm looking at this guy, who is that? Why, it's Uncle Donnie. He drives a big rig in Missouri and he's there. I go, this, this guy looks just like this big stupid hick, ignorant, you know, yeah. exactly what you're smoking and everything like that. And I get closer and his tooth is missing. I go like, what else, right? Sounds like so uh, uh, family like a vacation. <laughs> Completely. Like if you saw him, you'd have saw him at the rest stop or something. Yeah. You go, yeah, I get it.
2: But
1: then you're right. like, crap, that's my family.
4: <laughs> that's, my, that's my people. We connected. He goes, how you been? I go, I've been pretty good. Like that. I saw a picture of your kids. Oh, like this. They're like, how's Debbie, your sister? Well, she's up in Reno, like this. Oh yeah, what's it like that? Yeah, Santa a problem, is like this. Yeah, he was 93. Th- Boom, connected. Yeah. Just, just done. And so all of those stereotypes and yeah. what people look like and all that gone, we connected. And, and I could cite so many different examples of that. There's another one uh, where my, my sister sadly died and before she did, she gave a daughter up for adoption. And when this daughter named Lauren was at this funeral, she came in and okay, she was 13 She came in very shy and like, you know, who are these weird people? There's Uncle Donnie and there's Earl and my brother, who's very abrasive. And uh, I don't know. She sits next to me. We have a little computer and we're looking at pictures. I go, yeah, that's mom and pop. And this is like this, like that. She goes, oh, there's my mom. I go, yeah, it's a picture of your mom. What's she like? And like that, I'm, I'm talking, same thing. I hadn't seen her in, I don't know eight years mm. she fit right in just a connection just blood yeah. blood and family it just yeah it's real you can't you can't deny it right. and you can't just talk about it it is something that's real so anyway those are a couple themes of family mm-hmm. and tradition and those sort of things I think um, are very important and that's really a do lot you, of my message that you your yeah you're writing I use it a lot you know the cowboy song and whatnot and I've yeah. got some other fun things but that's the that's one that comes back a yeah. lot, and I and I really feel good. I can dig deep in some of those things like that, like that one. You know, um, our mom and dad lived down the road a spell. Mm-hmm. That same old house with a fake deer and a wishing well. That's
1: right. Everybody knows that house. Too. Yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know, I've seen that a million times. So, that's that's yeah. what I'm about. What what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, geez, I, I listen to everything. So,
0: you know, it doesn't... Bob Seger. Yeah. Bob yeah. Seger's my man. <laughs> Against but, the Wind. Yeah, I love it all. I, I know Bob Seger songs that most people don't know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's me. Well, that's
4: but, a, the most popular wedding song, right? Against the Wind? No, no, no. no. Just take them old oh, rockers songs. You know, the that's shelf. the
0: one song that drives me nuts because it's overplayed. And right. it's not that good. It's It's got a good hook to it. It's about it. Yeah. But no, I think that, and you asked me this question, the thing is, I grew up, Bob Seger was my guy. Yep. But I really didn't get into paying attention to, to music until I was probably 30. Really? What? Yeah. Why was that? Well, I, I got a guitar and I started looking at people like Towns Van Zant and Guy Clark. Yep. And And I just, you know, they got me. And the thing is, I'm like, where have these guys been my entire life? Well, they've been right there. But that's the other thing. I think if you come to a place like Nashville or Austin or wherever it is, you're going to run into that. And so that's what's drawn me to do this now. And I I picked up a guitar 20 years ago. And I started doing Guy Clark songs. Absolutely. So yeah, that's one of the guys that influenced me, and I think I think
4: in your music you probably get the same thing. Yeah, I have a lot of a lot of those things. You know, I mean, you can go to Dylan or yeah, you know, I mean, definitely. I got, I'll, I will tell you that uh, our hometown that song yeah, pretty much uh, John Cougar Mellencamp yeah. sound alike. You know, but I mean, I just that's me, yeah. right? Okay, it is of that let's say a genre. We'll call it, we'll call it like that. But I you know I really liked some of the things he did. But, I mean I had influences at, very odd very odd you know I don't know if you ever heard of Dan Hicks and his hot licks anyway so i have to look it up look it up but it's a he is a he is a performer with a kind of a cowboyish swing yeah but he's got a 70's kind of like uh, cute girls with them singing great harmonies right. and 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 catchy little tunes and he's kind of a humorist too okay Bunch. He so, can tell a story. Huh? I said he can tell a story. I'm yeah, sure. and, and the songs are different. And I, I, my friends didn't like. You know, the high school buddies. Listen, high school people, okay? They, fuck them. Because yeah. I'm just. Yeah.
3: They're I'm not, not your here.
4: friends. They are not your friends. You know them. They have a locker two doors down. They're not your friends. You know, I went to my 10th, uh, I, I swore I would never go. Because I'm just—I didn't finish high school, and I did a couple weeks of college, and it just, just, just—I could, could, couldn't do it.
2: Yeah.
4: And uh, ten years, hey,
2: you are you
4: going, my friend Steve? Hey, you going to the thing? Or I, I don't want to. Yeah, we all going. I said, all right, I'll go.
1: And Don't you kind of go hopeful that something's going to spark that wasn't there before? That okay, maybe you all grew up and matured, and now you're
4: cool. No. Yeah, well, that. yes, I did hope yeah, that. hoped that, but then it's Oh, my that. God. You know what it was? Yeah. It was stepping through a portal of time going back 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody did. was the same. Yeah. Everybody talked the same. It was the same cliques, popular people, I nerds, agree. like this, all like that. And ha, here's the cherry on top of that story. So there was a woman who just was in love with me. You know, Aww. she really... And she had the hot. She, yeah. you yeah. know, and yeah. we were... Partners, we'll call it. Um, And she was there. And I go, oh, my God, she's going to come up and want to talk to me. And she did. And I had a couple drinks. And then you go, like, oh, all right, let's go home. (laughs) And so we go to her house. We're in bed. And I'm laying there. And then it all came back because we're you know we're, we're in bed we're doing the thing yeah and then it's her same moves her same smell everything about her that I really didn't did nothing for me yeah. right was right there <laughs> and
2: so I said
4: can... this is one time I said I gotta go what I said I gotta go uh, I gotta go home I'm gonna go home you
3: it's the middle of the night. It's
4: 3 o'clock in the morning. I go, yeah, I'll walk home. It's cool. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll give you a ride. I go, no, that's all right. I went, Put my clothes on. Walked out the back door. And I walked home. And it was a little bit of a hike. But Again, I could not... I couldn't... I couldn't...
1: You couldn't be there. Like
4: what you said. Yeah. Right? You said, like, nothing changed. Yeah.
1: Right. What it's year scary. did you
0: graduate high school?
4: Oh, man. No, uh, I got I to know. No, come on. Know. Come all on. right. I won't put you... <laughs> um, so, the, so on that story, though, I... Because I have an imagination, and right. I and I go. So I'm 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 with this girl, and she's doing one like this. And when I had that revelation, the I'm moment. Po- that moment, <laughs> who's in the corner? Rod Serling. Imagine if you will, yes. Earl <laughs> Nelson. Ten like years later, there. still banging the same girl he really didn't care for because he just needs to get it. <laughs> and. Isn't this a sad picture? Nothing ever changes. And I, it was, you know, and, they, they, and I went, oh, that's what I saw. That, right. And I go, oh, I got it. It's a go. good thing to see.
1: Oh, I don't know about
0: that. <laughs> well, it stops you.
1: It's called the Twilight Zone. For it people. is, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it's
4: why I was not the effing Twilight Zone. It's a good no. thing to see and go, okay, you're I'm uh-huh not gonna it. do that. Right. Those are those, those are those gut feelings. Yeah. If you have a gut feeling, eh, it's right. Yeah, I know. You just go with yeah. it. Yeah. And as I've you get, always gone against my gut, and it's never served me. No. And that's where that wisdom thing comes in. You, you learn. Nah, I don't like that. Or, yeah, that seems right, you know. And then, you know, you can go forward. I feel forward
1: like there's a song in there somewhere. You
4: there know, is. You yeah. go
1: back and trust in your gut or yeah. thinking the old things would change when you try it again.
4: And, Maybe you, know. you guys should write. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So how, how long? How long have you been
4: performing
0: like this.
4: You want the truth? Yeah. Four years.
0: So really? what so before you go into that, what did you do before? Were you I was an actor. Okay.
4: Okay. So I'm very performance oriented. I right. understand that presenting myself out there, you know, and, and engaging an audience and, you know, knowing my environment and how people visually okay, like that. Um, obviously, I was a singer and, uh, yeah. you know, in California at that place. And then when I got married, I just had to really, I had to, uh, I had to, because I had kids around me. I yeah. had four, four beautiful children. Do your, you Still pay do my thing. ass, but, you know, but I, now what do you do? Because you got to take care of them. Yeah. So I had to really diversify myself and... Uh, do things that were of a creative mode, mm-hmm. you know. So I did different. So did you sell
1: your body for money? <laughs> what, what, what are we getting at here?
4: <laughs> I, I nude model. No, um... i i I wrote a I wrote a children's book. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, it's called My Blankie. Yeah. It was never published, but I illustrated it myself, and and uh, I also made children's blankets before. They had, you know, the little silky part. that's on the blankets yeah. now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was the first one to make them yeah. a long time ago, because I always liked that feeling. You know, the yeah. kids and the kids go, ah, you know, they love the little silky. And I go Jay, make the whole blanket out of it, or ha- at least half. Yeah. And I made it for my kids. It was their favorite. I made it for the neighbors. And they, oh, they, they love it. my kid still has that blanket. So, so there's something there. That's a kind of a comfort thing. So I made those. I did the book. I learned to sew really good so i was making that sort of stuff and then i was writing kid songs and doing that kind of stuff and of course you know then you work and and sell your soul to a corporation or a nine to five or eight to four or eight yeah, to yeah yeah i was case. in i was in upper upper management i yeah. actually moved from california to uh to philadelphia to open up the east coast me and another guy we get out there and uh Location after location after location and uh, did very well, you yeah. know, money-wise like that. But, you know, during the BMW and all that, that was all bullshit. It, was, it wasn't me. It wasn't my who I am. But I did it, and I tried to tell myself it was real, and it was just not. And uh, happily, I'll just tell you, I've been fired a few times. Yeah. <laughs> something Me too. happened Me too. and i got canned and i was like panic you're making change. all this we yeah. got to do all this we got to do this and then you know i landed on my feet but i had to retool and i go you know in a way it was a blessing because you learn you go that wasn't important it yeah. really wasn't and it's so, interesting yeah so
1: how'd that conversation go with your wife to say okay all that corporate stuff and all this dependable income and we're gonna we're gonna go in a different direction now i'm gonna
4: i'm gonna play me well through. that was a very difficult day
1: yeah
4: i said you know if you really want to know the truth truth of it um the company is in it was in uh when was it 2008 mm-hmm. when there was a big turn downturn right before the down so turn, what they yeah. did is they they, they sliced out 60 yep. percent of upper management mm-hmm. so i lost my position they, they gave me a position, but it was de, it was demeaning, you yeah. know, and it was below what my skills were. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> this is just how I am, you know. I, I worked there, but then I started doing, I started hustling everything I could. Right. Everything I could, I did side jobs. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I was a farmer. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. You, okay. You were early in the curve of uh, yes. Like, that's well,
4: a good thing. I was a farmer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I had a you know, a corn on the cob was one of my yeah. f- one of my best uh, sellers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I did well with that. Yeah. I learned how to do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, other other. You were
1: a pioneer cause
4: I, I I really was. Yeah. And then I go, how do you do this? I said, everybody wants this. Everybody wants corn on the cob. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a code. I call it donuts. So donuts. you want a bag of donuts? Okay.
1: Yeah. Gotcha.
4: So I did that, and that substitute and, and that made me feel good because uh, it was it's, it, there's a there's a science and a creativity to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, so that just again, what do you do? Just like okay, well, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Then I started with the music again. I just you know kind of. Put a little studio and stuff, and my kids got involved and all that, but I couldn't go out and chase it. Uh, that stopped. I was in Pennsylvania, okay, and then I sold the McMansion mm-hmm. when a couple kids moved out. Bought a little house. Then my daughter was living in Texas. I go, let's just live in Texas. All right. So we moved to Texas. I bought a little house. All cash. Nice. Yeah. I only got utilities. That's it. No carpet. Nothing. So that's just, that's how I can do this now, awesome. yeah. you know, without having, all like, i could going to make money as a musician. Right. I don't have to. I can, but I don't have to. So that this t- is for, you started doing this one. I started chasing this thing r- real, like not hobby goofing yeah. around. Oh, listen. No, like real, like I'm going to do this. Watch. I'll do it. This is how you do it. How do you write these songs? How do you write that song? How's my voice? All of these things that are part of uh, developing yourself as an artist, I got really serious about it, you know? I do a lot of research, and I talk to people, and I steal. <laughs> That's
1: yeah. Shamelessly, right?
4: Hey, there ain't nothing new. Nah. Not like that? New. It's hey. all been, been done. done. Oh, I stole the line. You know what it is? I love you. Okay. Yeah. No.
1: Everybody... <laughs> Never heard that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Point yeah. being is that... There ain't nothing new yeah. it's you, it's how you present it and sure. your and your voice and that sort of stuff
1: so where do you want this to take you where do you want to go with it two things
4: okay i would like to sell some songs if there's uh, an artist who uh you know like something like that or maybe i can write something for them or partner up with somebody and do that and secondly you know i've i feel pretty good about myself in performing so if if and when things open up you know kind of get back onto that. Um, I did a, you know, I did sort of a semi-festival in Pennsylvania the other day. So that yeah, got I saw that
0: on your Facebook.
4: You know, I mean, there was only 60 people there. Yeah. You know, half of them are at the freaking shore. But that's my base. They, they love me. So so that's where I get. And would I, I would like, yeah, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, 5,000 person audience. I would love that, you know. But I also like 10.
0: So what were you in just in Austin one day and said, Hey, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Nashville and I'm gonna
4: do this in Philly? I mean how did that come about? Came about in Pennsylvania. Okay, when you were in Pennsylvania. When I was in Pennsylvania so- and I downsized. And I said I told my wife, I go, Look, I'm gonna get really serious about this. Money's fine. Um, but I'm gonna go out and you know, let me just tell you, motherfuckers. Not you, but I just yeah, I said uh, here- I said, you don't, these people here in, in Philly, they don't know who I am, okay. I said, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna do it the right way. And I freaking pounded it out and I went to six open mics, sometimes two a night. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Song after song after song after song. And, and I got better and better and better while yeah. the other people are like, eh, you know, <laughs> almost heaven, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> they, that's what they do. Yeah. But I was going, this is my practice. Then I started writing. And then I started working with a, a few producers. They go, hey, I like this. Why don't we do that? But that was when I started.
3: Well, I ran through my life like a spoiled child. Breaking everything I could see. Never thought about no one else, and all I cared about was me. And, Daddy, I'm sorry, but now I see. Exactly what you wanted What you wanted for me But all this selfish pride And all this anger inside Daddy, I'm sorry But now I see Life rolls by so quickly Now I got a family of my own Got a little guy, Daddy He's got your eyes He even scolds me when I'm wrong Daddy, I'm sorry But now I know Takes a lot of love and sacrifice to make a family grow, and it's all because of you. Well, now I know what to do, Daddy. I'm sorry, but now I. Opposite sides of the fence. You told me about things I didn't care about, but now they all make a lot of sense. Daddy, I'm sorry you got old. And the day at the doctor And the news you were told There weren't that much to say I saw it in your eyes that day And it's sad how we waste our time When we should make things right Daddy, why'd you have to go? Cause there's something you need to know I'm sorry, so sorry, and I love you so. I love you so. Yeah, love I love you, you so. I I'm, got
4: I'm serious, okay? Like yeah. I can, I can it's use. A clear change. It. This is what
1: I'm doing. It,
4: now. Very good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I bought some nice gear and stuff like that. Uh,
1: so, the Nashville hook, what was that? Was it always on the radar Is just a music place, or was there somebody you knew here? Or no. A goal here? You got to
4: go, Earl, you got to go there. Okay. You just got to go there. Go see what's up. Yeah. All right. I go. I drove in here and I go, where am I going? I said, well, I'll go to the Bluebird. I played the Bluebird. I go, okay. Yeah. Is, is that what that is? So, I see a lot of nice people. Some fairly talented some not so i go how do you measure up with that not bad okay let's go to douglas corner let's go see that so okay like that all right great reception some of my earlier stuff you know okay good and i came here i'm like okay what's up with this so she like this and i you know did the three song set and debbie goes hey, can you come back and i go yeah of course i would yeah. well we're gonna like this and i'm just been now been you know kind of a regular here with yeah. that But to be in that environment of people who are like really kind of getting it is is very stimulating. And I just look at my own personal growth as an artist because that's what, you know, that's what I am. I've always been that way.
0: I think I, I can tell that. But I think through this journey that you've had the last four years, have you found people either in Austin or here or in Pennsylvania that you write with? No, not anything yet.
4: anything like... Okay. No, I'm kind of a singular person. I'm yeah. not all that talky and charming, you know, when it comes to, like, just meeting up with folks. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. I will tell you a story. Uh, is that in, in school or in high school, you know, and all these things, I'd be invited to parties, and uh, I would go. But I could not function. I did... Too much. Yeah. yeah. Too much noise, too much people. All right, so I'm thinking, Earl, you're just, what's your fucking problem, you know? You're just antisocial and you're weird. I would go to a bar and i I get the bar and I would be over against the wall or away from, and, and I, all I would do was observe people. This is this guy. I see he's making a move over there. And all of that, I could never engage. Yeah. Later on, I started to connect what that is. And wherever I go, I'm just kind of the observer. And I watch and I analyze people. It drives my wife fucking bonkers, you know? I go, look at that guy, he wears a hat like that. Look, he walks funny. I think there's something wrong with his knee. And like... just? But with that, I think I will brag, I think I'm a master of observation and people and humanity. And it's just, you know, I really am kind of like, what do you call that? Uh, I just, I, I can't dive into society. I just yeah. can't. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's. It allows you probably to write about it though more meaningfully than the people who can't see their way out of it because they're in it, right? You get to. Right. You, right. You probably have a perception on what, what it's well, what going do, What on. do you think? About that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think people can't see from where they sit the way, the bigger picture, because they can only see the world through their own lens. But right. when somebody is looking around them and observing, you probably can paint a bigger picture that enlightens them, you know, maybe when you can bring it to life. So I think see, that's a beautiful gift for us. Yeah, it,
4: it, it is. It's very uh, lonely at yeah. times, but I just learned to be be who I am and myself. I take, you know, that that's just, how it drives my wife nuts because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's a very social person, but I can't. I go to a party, and like, I'm standing there. And I go, "Look are these guys going to talk about fucking football? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. really? That's it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got the new molar, and I got like this, and what would you shoot over there in the back nine, and blah 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 You go, like, ah, crazy. come on. Yeah. What kind of grass seed do you use?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this sounds so like a Saturday I, uh, Night Live sketch. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> sounds like a Saturday Night Live sketch. It really is. Yeah.
4: It really is. It just, and I would go to... Because our kids went to high school, so all these people oh, yeah. would be there. gotta
1: hang out with them, and, and
4: they would come over and oh, Errol and my my daughter's going to Brown and oh, we're going like this and we're going over there and Penn State and this that and the other and this colleges. Like, ah, my kids ain't doing that, so <laughs> yeah. and ever, we are the oddball artists. Yeah, we are not the achievers and the university folks like that. Yeah. And it takes... Your kids
1: doing anything in music, arts, acting, or are they kind of doing their own,
2: taking their own... My
4: oldest son is a very uh, singular person also, and he does, uh, he has a band, and and, you know, again, a garage band, but he does a lot of, like, kind of ambient uh, music, I would call it, where this is, it it kind of draws you in, and a sort of, I wouldn't call it trance music, but I would call it... uh, I, ambient is a very good yeah. word. Yeah, you know, there's there's things like the uh, Grizzly Bears and uh, Animal Collective and, and those kind of things. I never heard of them. He goes, oh, I listen to these. They're really good. They kind of have a Beach Boys feel. By the way, Beach Boys, huge influence. Can't write like them at all. Can't <laughs> sing like them at all. But I love everything. Brian, Brian Wilson has ball. done. Yeah. I can tell you every cut and everything that they did. I just it's just good stuff. Ge- genius and just it just blows me away with that thing. I'll show you this. I got this tattoo. You see that?
1: I did. I noticed that earlier yeah. when we first got here. Tell me about no. it.
4: Yeah. There's a day, if you can, you wake up and you realize a lot of everything that you think you know, you don't know it, and it it's it's sobering, but it it's 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 free. It's very free. You look at, you know, society, relationships, government, every, all of those things that you're. You're told, right? Just like the Santa Claus. Ain't no Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't, there's so much. There's so much. Yeah. So you you really take with that, for me. Yeah. You see, you got me going. So. But it's a, uh, it is a, uh, it's a perspective where you where I question everything. I don't believe. I don't believe nothing unless I can really. It's not. It's not scientific quantification. Yeah. But it's simply. Common sense and logic—that sure. don't make sense. How'd that happen? That's out of left field. That, yeah. And there are no coincidences; only <laughs> the illusion of coincidence. This is one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you know which one it is. Uh, v for Vendetta. is uh, I have to yeah, check it out.
1: Yeah, it's a, that's healthy skepticism. But
4: yeah. Well, it—it it is. It is a, in a sense. You—you you can't. Here's the thing. You can't prove whatever you think is right. You can't prove that it's wrong. Nobody can. Yeah. We'll go like, as an example, and I'm not opening this door too wide, but you look at like, let's say, there's a big controversy if anybody went to the moon or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know if they did or didn't? I don't know. We don't. Exactly. Yeah. You're told they were. Some people think they didn't. Who's right? Nobody knows. You just look at what it is and what it looks like. And then you can draw your kind of belief system off of that. That's all. So that's yeah. That's how I think. Sure.
1: Well, I think, that, and not to bring it back around to this necessarily, but I think that's the spirit of what you're trying to do: is say, don't just look at music by what you've been spoon-fed through media, labels, TV, the radio.
4: Yeah. Unpack money. It. Money. Un- yeah. Money.
1: Go figure some stuff out from your for yourself. That's where
4: the wisdom comes in. If 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 wisdom which is, is completely ignored, completely ignored. So many people have so much knowledge and you, and you hear about it like, oh, it's some little clip on this and oh, this wise Japanese lady, she lived till she was 107 and she still walks her dog. You're like, these are all human interest stories. The, the real thing is what they know. And listen, you could teach a child at three or four about wisdom. And, and, and the value of that, and, and that would open their eyes. You could, you know, it, yeah. would, it would be so enlightening for kids. You take a kid, right? He has a Japanese parent and he has an American parent. Yeah. Okay. At three years old, what language is that kid speaking? Both. Both of them. No challenge there. Oh, I don't know. Hand him a violin. What? Yeah. he started playing the violin okay give him a computer yeah. unlimited it's only when they're older they get like locked down yeah. yeah so so why not wisdom why not that inherent you know knowledge that you get when you're older yeah. that brings it back to my message that's what i want that's what i want to feed people you know we all know what it is when you're older But if I could get it to some younger people, maybe. It's awesome. Maybe the light bulb goes on a little bit. And that's my life story, Jesus. How how did you get connected with your band, The Broken Promises? Uh, All right, so I was playing up in Doyle's Town, and I needed a band. All right? So, I go, uh, okay, so they had this jam going on, and these people would come in and out of the jam. And I was looking. I'm going. Eh. I was kind of selective. And this was in the last four years too. Yep. Okay. Everything. Yeah. Every, everything. I'm That's talking. Amazing. I'm talking. See, see my boot. See this? Yeah. That's a gas pedal. Now there we go. <laughs> Full fucking blast. Uh-huh. And uh, I go. I met a drummer who's, you know, kind of my manager. His name's Adam Howell, and uh, very sarcastic British. You know, well fuck off. You know, like that. Yeah. But he's a good, good drummer. Very good. Yeah. And he played with Bowie. And he
3: played really? with
4: uh, Queen. So he was the roadie for those guys. But yeah. he was in that in that fold. So he we knew those people. So I go, hey, Adam. You know, I need a drummer. You want to do it? He goes, oh, for you? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so I got a drummer. Yeah. Wow. All right. So then um, I need a guitar player. So I'm yeah, I, I looked him up. He's a guitar player. Who? Which one? Roman. Roman. So Roman is uh, old school, kind of a punk but psychedelic pedal guy. He's
0: been, he's been around the block. A time he has been two.
4: around the block. He played CBGBs and uh, is that right? Is that yeah? I can't. I didn't see. It's it at a New York club. He's
0: played in yeah. Europe. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And and on his website, it's, on his bio, it says prison. And I'm like, wait a minute. Who puts prison on their website? Roman does, right? He's like, look, nobody runs from this. I'm just gonna tell you all right now. Yeah. I did some bad shit. and It's okay. He did. But anyways,
4: not to not to dwell on. No, no, no. That's. But so, I thought it was interesting. So I saw. I saw I, that guy sucks. Oh, that guy's uh, that guy's cliche. Who's this guy? And then Roman's up there, and he's got the longer hair, and he's yeah. you know, and he, he's stripping it out there pretty good. And so he gets done. I go, hey man, I'm putting this thing together. I don't have any gigs yet. We will though. All right do you want to get in nah I'm busy I'm doing lessons yeah. I got this thing over there so the next time comes around I'm there I get up and do my set and he's watching get off of there because I could seriously I could rock it out pretty good I could really well, and wait. that's what I was getting at I saw
0: you guys do uh, a cover a Rolling Stones cover uh, Shelter give me oh, Shelter oh yeah
4: that's good and I'm uh, man that, that was a good jam at Pucks yes yeah. at Pucks yeah so that was where this was all happening. So then after he saw me, he goes, oh, yeah, hey, uh, you still interested in a guitar player? I go, yeah, all right. So now i got a guitar player. And then I needed a bass player. And I went through, I don't know, fucking 15, 15, mm-hmm. shit, 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 oh, I'm prog rock. Okay, great. That's good for you. I ain't playing that. And by the way, just so you know, I'm not the easiest guy to play with because you need to watch what I'm doing because I'm going to move shit around. I'm going to change the dynamics for the audience. Right. Because I play the audience. I ain't locked in. Oh, here we go into the bridge. Not like that. I will stay on something if it's working and I'll move it if it seems like it's, you know, okay. So uh, I went, I went Ben and then and then and here and there and everywhere. And then I was playing some other places and I got to uh, this woman, Rachel Conrad. Who's, you know, drop dead. Everybody wants to bang her. Every, everybody. And she's just good looking, you know. But really just like fucking, you know. So it's not screw loose, but just very undependable. Very <laughs> flaky. I, I called her Miss Biscuit. Okay, that's her.
1: Flaky Biscuit. She's Miss Biscuit.
4: <laughs> I know I'm a biscuit. I go, so get awesome. your ass over here. And she can sing. So we started doing like a duo. And then I go, you play bass. I said, just sit in and play bass. She gets in there and plays bass, boom, done. And then we had a keyboard guy that would sit in once in a while. But when we would do that, that group right there, now we could nail it. And it was magical. Good it was, chemistry, huh? Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. And, uh, you know, then I moved away. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we were getting booked, and we were getting a reputation. People really liked us.
1: Do you like playing by yourself, or do you like having a band?
4: I like accompaniment. I like if somebody can play some lead in the middle, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have like a Texas kind of blue grassy kind of thing. That would be fun. But I have a, a few genres that, you know, that I use. So do I like playing by myself if there's the right audience? So if you're talking 30, 50, 60 people in a room, sure. That's cool. Yeah. Because I can hear them. I can, yeah. I can, I, I can feel them. Um, so there's that then when you get into a noisier thing then of course you right. bang, you need the you need the drama going like that fill
1: the space
4: yeah yeah there's nothing there's nothing worse than being on stage and nobody listening and I played South by Southwest and
0: uh, yeah I saw you uh,
4: I saw some of your performance on stage there that was yeah. good was good thank you yeah awesome. nobody listening they're right. coming in for the free barbecue samples and whatnot Like yeah. i going ah I thought it was a big time. But I was there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got to Austin and I got in Southwest the first year. I Okay. So anyway, that is, I feel, you know, uh, somewhat successful in doing that. And I just push it, man. I just push it. So besides Austin, Nashville, Pennsylvania, are you playing anywhere else? Not right now, but New York is on the, on the map. I, I did a couple things up there. And had some very good reception. So it, if you think about it, Austin, Nashville, Philadelphia, New York is an hour away, hour and fifth. So I could do a loop like that. So you are know? you driving all these? Yeah. Yeah. Man, hey, come on. You're, you're paying you the deuce. I got, like, a, I got a, like an old, I got a uh, a Mala, uh, Chevy Malibu. All right.
2: Yeah.
4: I got a Chevy Malibu and I, that baby does me good. I take care of her and uh, I just get there and, you know. Me and her That's right Get it done, you know That's cool Your butt get tired (laughs) Mine does
0: I drove back from Kansas City Oh, you did? This weekend And uh, eight hours It's hard eight hours back And I used to drive all the time Right Yeah So what's the hardest part for you driving? Mm, I don't know I like just put I do like putting in music
4: Or a podcast And just go podcast good yeah Yeah, listen to that this is a
1: great podcast you ought to listen to it i will
4: (laughs) yeah i definitely will i'm on it of course i want to hear it you know is that my voice so you know what's your end game my end game is to make a career out of this yeah and if it makes good money great if it doesn't that's okay because it's satisfying Um, like what i did today i felt that was good and i felt like uh those songs were well received and that coming out of me felt very, that feeling is very satisfying. So
0: first it's about being fulfilled that way.
4: And then it's about, okay, it ain't the money, money, you know, because anytime you monetize anything, it's fucking corrupted. It's done. And so, yeah, that's what everybody says. And my son, I had to teach him a lesson. Okay. He did in Pennsylvania. uh, He feels really bad because he's a creative spirit like me. And he got this idea that there's this old, it's called the Mahoney Drive-In. It's out in uh, western Pennsylvania. Yep. And so him and his buddy contacted the owner and say, dude, we love your, what's going on here? Oh, we do those things on the weekend, that's it, nobody comes. They go, but there's the potential, Mm -hmm. you know, let's do a retro this and we can do a Uh, zombie night and we could do it. So they worked it for a fucking year and they got this thing going. Now it's a big deal. But my son and his friend got cut out of it. And so he was like, you know, pissing and moaning about that. And I go, hey, Corey, who invented it? Me. I go, okay. So some other asshole monetized it. Big deal. He didn't think of it, did he? No. Okay. What are you crying about? Okay. It wasn't... You, you, the 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 satisfaction is the the creation right yeah. not the fact that you were able to capitalize it you know yeah. and and make sub sandwiches and jimmy johns or whoo, yeah. shit you know
1: well and then the money can, becomes an anchor now you can't get out of it because exactly you're stuck there now you've got all these ideas go do the next one go do the next that's, one. that's you're the, liberated. that's that's my life
4: yeah. uh, I'll t- listen to this so i was a surfer right so I'm in a surfboard shop as I had a job and it was raining and it was winter in California and it was cold. And uh, my the owner goes, hey, uh, Earl, you know, it's uh, it's snowing up in the Sierra Madre up there. Like, you know, because it always would. I go, you know what somebody needs to do? I, I said, I thought of this. To get a board and curve it up on the edges, then get snow boots and then you anchor them on there <laughs> yeah. and then you can slide down the hill and you can like surf down like the you're hill. surfing. And he goes... Are you fucking nuts? Ain't nobody <laughs> gonna. Nobody's gonna do that. Two, yeah. three years later. Yep. Yeah. Snowboarding. There that's huge. So I didn't invent it, but I could see it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's my son. So that's awesome. I don't know if that's the answer to what you were you were looking at, but uh, there's no answer. Yeah.
0: Um, what what I was gonna ask is there a difference between playing
4: in Texas yeah. in Tennessee, and yep. what is it? Texas, cowboy, cowboy Hulk, cowboy uh, Yeah, but, you know, more like uh, It's a different It's a different feel and theme I mean, you yeah. can go on and on in a cowboy song And you know, like, uh, you know, like the Four or five verses, tell a story mm-hmm. Okay, there's that Or, you know, yeehaw and, you know uh, Stummity strumming, you know Yeah, yeah There's that Gotta have a fiddle in the band or accordion that works good yeah here it's really songwriting craft so that's the difference there and then Philadelphia is entertainment okay and different genres of entertainment Uh, when I come to town Earl Nelson wears a cowboy hat and uh, but I have uh, I have my stamp of uh, arrangement and presentation with all of my uh, material Mm -hmm. I take I'll take covers and I just turn them into how I do. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to like, what would you do if Joe I. Joe Cocker? Joe Cocker. Yeah. He, he completely does his yeah. own presentation. Yep. You are so. But, but he sells it as himself. These are all sure. covers, you know, and he does. Uh, Tupelo Honey or into the Mystic, mm-hmm. and but they're beautiful right. in, in how way. he presents himself through the song. I do that too. I really and I pour my, my guts into it. Yeah. So so uh, as far as like Philadelphia and, and Pennsylvania, there's those slightly different genres under, but it's entertainment. So there's not really a a musical culture so to speak. Maybe downtown, you know, some rap and. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, Philly was a big kind of like, you know, uh, not rhythm and blues, but uh, uh, you know, I met Sister Sledge one time.
2: So yeah,
0: Philly's more of a hip hop thing. Yeah,
4: yeah, urban. Yeah, more of an urban thing. Prince
0: w- started
1: it all, didn't he? Yes,
0: he did. <laughs> so, where can people see you live? Starting Nashville.
4: Well, here's a good spot because yep. uh, Commodore. I
0: don't know what else is open. Uh, The listening room is open, and the Bluebird's not open. No. I don't know that there's any other... I don't know of venues like this that are open. That's why I'm here. And some of the bars down on... On Broadway? Were open. I don't know if they are now.
4: And they were having music in there, but... Right. Well, when I was in Austin, I was working at 6th Street, if you're familiar with 6th Street. That's just like, you know, grind-out shit, and then... You know? Do you know Wagon Wheel? Sure. Yeah. Like that. It's just it's music stuff. to attract to get people to come in and buy drinks. And that's Nashville sort of
0: Broadway. It's it's all yeah, Rocky Top thing. and mm-hmm. and and covers all of it. Right. And I and I don't have a problem with cover, but I want to hear original shit too. Right. And that's why we go, like, for instance, we'll go down to Broadway, we'll go to Layla's and watch O'Billy Billy Casino, because we know we're going to see covers of Van Halen's Hot for Teacher, but we're all going to, also going to hear their, you know, rockabilly stuff. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, nobody's ever heard beyond, you know, the people that have gone to their concerts, because they're not going to play that on the
4: radio. Well, you guys are pioneers, you're thinkers. Yeah. Okay, you are not part of the sheep. Okay. Don't want to be, yeah. But that's that's the that, i mean i think we have that in common because i yeah. never never listened to mainstream shit yeah mm-hmm. okay at all and uh you know again i was i had surfing friends and whatnot and we would go someplace and then my mom <laughs> where i lived there's a liquor store right down the street so i lived in a garage and my friends would come over friday and saturday night and my mom would go to the liquor store and you know, yeah. come back with a box. Everybody <laughs> bought their bottle. And we'd sit in there and we'd listen to music and drink. Yeah. And I would have my record collection of what I like and it ain't, eh? you know. And it was always Black Sabbath and, yeah. you know, that, that's what they wanted to do. like do. And I'm yeah. going, no, man, listen to this. This Almond Brothers stuff is really good.
2: <laughs> nope,
4: they always <laughs> wanted it. Fit, it to, yeah. uh, okay. So.
0: Well. So the other thing I think that where listeners can find your music...
4: Yeah. YouTube is going to be the the first place, you know. Uh, And what I did is, you know, just to make sure that there's some quality, I took down a lot of things that were okay, but, you know, you want to present your best, you know. So I'm building that content in that library. Sure. I understand that. The best thing for them to do is really friend me. Okay, and Facebook. follow me on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. so you can go, you know, friend me on Facebook. You know, look me up there. And you can see that stuff. Or you go to Earl Nelson Music on uh, on Instagram. Okay, and then you'll really get a feel for you know what I'm doing. And
0: perfect. Well, and when we get into this, and in inter- we'll we'll do like a probably a four or five minute intro of you. Yeah. In the podcast itself, so before we start the interview, and we'll bring up your instagram your facebook your YouTube. i do have
4: earlnelson.com so okay. there's that there's a little bit of content on there not a lot i have i, I wrote some stories they're pretty amusing so if you want <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah there's one there's my brother this is on the plate we me and him i the we were i just we did not conform yeah. At all. Yeah. Is this At your all. abrasive brother? This this not Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Mike. The one that's Mike. Oh, let me do an impression of Mike. Oh yeah, fuck them. They, they're, they're stupid <laughs> motherfuckers you got like that. Fuck them. They don't need that. Diet of the bullshit. I'll do whatever yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome So uh I call him he we, we have a code name, I call him Monty. <laughs> Monty. Uh, <laughs> we
1: actually know a Monty so, who talks that Yeah, I do like know Sean. a
0: Monty who does talk that way.
4: It was a playground, right? And he had the playground uh, women who had whistles. So first thing is a story is when they had whistles, I went to the store and I bought a whistle. So, yeah. so they'd be going like, don't run, okay? Get off the monkey bars. Bro. So I'd be doing something and I'd just randomly blow the whistle. <laughs> and it took like three days for them to hunt me down. And he took my whistle. You're not supposed to have a whistle. We have a whistle, oh and I was like, God. "And I go, you know, the whistle is is, is very annoying, and it's and it, it makes you think, stop, uh, stop having fun, stop having fun." Uh, Programs you, yeah, right. I blow the whistle, the dog stops and sits right. down. That's how I saw it. Like I, I'm not a fucking dog, okay. But that's how they. And then these these women. There was one particular one that was on uh, uh, on a real power trip with the kids. And so, <laughs> there's i the, the, I'm laughing because I, okay, it was just before, I, it was just before Christmas, and we had a pet rat in, in the school, but they wanted to you know, go, look, well, it's Christmas vacation, who's going to take care of the rat. So I'll take the rat home. And uh, they go, well, you can't have the cage.
2: What? Yeah.
4: I said, oh, okay, I'll put it in my pocket, and I'll take it home, my mom will be fine with it, right? So I'm walking around on the playground. And uh, and and my brother's out there, you know. He's and I and I go, hey, look what I got.
3: He goes, oh, that rat.
4: And then there's the there's the 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 the, the yeah. The 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 bitch, man. Just <laughs> like always, get like send, sending me and him to the office all the time. And he <laughs> he goes, give me that rat. I go, why? He goes, watch. She has her back to him, and he quietly goes up to her and now she had one of those like cable knit sweaters oh, that yeah, was yeah. very hooky yeah. like you could like a burr would stick to it like and she, he gently puts it <laughs> on her shoulder <coughs> he walks around and he goes hey there's a rat on your shoulder she flips out <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god oh he can't get off it can't get off because it it's, it's all tangled in the sweater oh my god. I sweat, and she's freaking out and then she and has like a nervous breakdown. I love that. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she's crying and she's weeping and she's down on her knees. My brother goes and gets the rat and then the other ones come and then the principal comes and then the shit storm started. And, you know. They
1: should have
2: given you the cage. Yeah. That's but he didn't like.
4: Destroyed. She she was picking on him all the time, so he just yeah. goes, "Yeah, watch this." And then she has like you know you know a, a, a mental breakdown on the playground. She took a little Farm vacation. A
1: bitch,
0: <laughs> How do you turn
4: that into a song? <laughs> I don't know, be a man. Bitch on the playground. <laughs> yeah, I
0: got your whistle, bitch. Well, so two more questions. Yeah. Is
4: there anything that I missed that I should have asked? That's, uh, that's a good one. I I don't know. I mean, I think you get a pretty good beat on me. Who yeah. who is you know what I am? I'm pretty real. Yeah, you're I, real. I, I you know. I appreciate it. I don't nothing too manufactured. These are all stories of my of my life and you know who I am and what I think. This is a new chapter, just like you said. So I think the most pertinent question is you know now what? Mm-hmm. Where are you going from here? And it is uh, it is you know keep performing, keep writing. Um, if I make money at it oh, hey, yay but it really is the performing thing is what I truly enjoy so that's that's what I hope to do and sure I would like to buy a house in Hawaii that'd be nice yeah wouldn't we all you know a couple if you, if you banged out a couple of songs that you know got some legs or something maybe you make a few dollars or something like that but that's you know that's that's down the road I really get satisfaction out of it. if I have a good song yeah. and people come up to me we're talking random people you know I have one about my dad and uh, they, they, they you know that that you know that the one I did tonight yeah some lady came up to me two two nights ago and she was like crying she goes that's the most ten- what happened I go, "I fell in love with an older woman and she just you know it didn't work out She could, and it was just I said it was very painful and she just fucking left her shit here and everything and I just and she's crying I go wow yeah. oh. If, touches if, people yeah if you that's it yeah if you can get in you can get in there and do that on a pretty regular basis that's worth a million dollars it is monetize that <laughs> shit, man you can just figure out how to monetize it. if you can touch people uh, again I, I have a few and I, I uh, there's some there's some people with the daddy song I don't know if you heard it but uh, I did I think I did uh,
0: you have that on YouTube yeah or on Facebook. it's my daddy yeah. I'm
4: sorry it's called yeah, what's
0: I'm, the name of the song? Daddy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, you actually performed that on a, a lake. It looks
4: like in Texas. Is that where that is? No, that's the Colorado River. Oh, is it really? Yeah, that's an old that's an old version of it. But okay. I wrote it two days before that, and I was at the Colorado River, and I go, I thought the river was very uh, symbolic of saying goodbye to your father as the river rolls and life rolls down down the uh, you know down the pathway there, and that uh, it's very pretty. You know, yeah and it was would you cool. shoot that with an iPhone yeah
0: I mean it's perfect it's I know
4: good. I, it turned out really good very, very scenic I have an eye for that shit you know it's like I know how to yep. frame things and and then you know at the end what I, I kind of like wait turn around and I leave that's like goodbye yeah all right and then you move on you know that's 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 what I wanted it that's the kind of acting that uh, nice. that sort of thing so.
0: And the last, the last question, one piece of advice you would give, and I'm not going to say to yourself because I think you're taking your own advice, but what's a piece of advice you would give somebody that's a millennial, that's a 20-year-old right now and uh, not, I, I don't think following their dream?
4: Look inside yourself and understand who you are, okay? Because when you know that person... Okay? Not what people want you to be. Not what people think you are. Not what anybody else, anybody, has any input on your life. Only you do. And if you can get to that and disassociate yourself with judgment, and you don't give a motherfucking shit about what anybody thinks about you, and you can be yourself and be true to yourself that way, you're free. That's very powerful. And I... That's where I got that. I just my eyes just popped open. I said, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm. That's not me. That's not what I want to be. This is who I am. Check it out. And quite frankly, when I got there, you know, doors open and I had the freedom and the strength and the the, the belief factor about myself, and I, and it, and it works. And everybody has that. You just gotta like do it. You know. You gotta tap into it. You you have to look inside and you have to open your eyes. You have to wake up. Yeah, you know. I mean, I know it's like be cliche. awake. You have to fucking wake up, man. Wake up. Open your eyes. There's just so much. There's so much you don't know that you think you know. And uh, if you, if it starts with one little, it starts with one little fact that if you understand that that is false, and you go like that. Why they tell me that? That's bullshit. It's, it's more like this. Then that leads to maybe exponentially it starts opening that the door gets wider and wider and then you know there's that bright light or whatever that comes at you understand who you are your value as a human being okay and that yeah you know you can do anything you want and you hear all that shit on the TED talks and whatnot, but it is inside of you yeah just go get it you can go get it Don't great it sh- advice Fuck everybody else. That's, that's what ladies and a- gentlemen,
0: <laughs> Earl Nelson. Fuck everybody else. Now I'm good with that. No, it's good it, stuff and
4: uh that's that yeah, that's the judgment. Yeah. Fuck their judgment. No, you know, I hear you. It's it, it's all it is destructive. Not that I can't say that, but you know I'm like, yeah, you can go. You know. I get in fights in the produce department wherever where <laughs> I go. You're a so at <laughs> Well listen, no. wait, i do over man, I want my bag turned,
3: okay? Well, I'm drunk and I'm dirty. I don't hardly speak. People hand me money when they see me on the street. I did my time overseas. Made it back from there. Baby, I don't need nothing but your love to wear. Oh, I'm drifting, drifting. Way back to you I got no excuse For the things that I do But that don't make nothing It's just my cross to bear Baby, I don't need Nothing but your love to wear Goddamn money ain't no good Won't get you where you should be All the best in life is free Take it from me, yes, I know it Baby, I don't need nothing but your love to win shining moon far far destination, and I hope to be there soon right there in the middle of heaven I see you standing there baby I don't need nothing but your love to wear God damn Last in life is me. Take it from me, are oh, you know it? Maybe